Welcome to Gain That Tune. What is going on, everybody? It's Game That Tune back in the house once again. It's your boy, John Harrington here, and we've got John Regan with us. Say hey. Hey. We got David Fleming. Say hey. Hey. And we got Jesse Moore. Say hey. Hey. Hell yeah, guys. Welcome back. Game That Tune in the house for episode 310. And my goodness, guys, what a show we've got coming tonight. If you're just joining us here on Game That Tune, what we're going to do is listen to video game tunes. We've each got three songs from a game. We're going to try and guess each other's games based on the songs and a little bit of trivia. We're going to goof off and have a lot of fun. And the winner at the end of the next uh, at the end of the show picks the theme for the next episode and plays some bonus tunes. And our winner last week was me. Fantastic, awesome me. And... You know, I kind of picked the theme. I guess I actually set a theme, and I set a few ideas and let you guys pick the theme, so you guys kind of picked the theme for tonight's episode. But what you guys picked is games from 1992. That's right, guys. 30 years ago. Games from 1992. You know, kind of a tie-in theme to our little sideshow that we uh, are a couple months behind on constantly, but it's pretty fun. It's at patreon.com slash game that tune. It's called Game That Tune Gems. Games every month suck us. We don't really explain that title anymore. But um, we listen to video game <laughs> Yeah, we listen to video game music from 30, 20, and 10 years ago. So I said, hey, what do you guys want to do? 30, 20, or 10? You guys said 30. So we're going back in time, 30 years to the year 1992. What a time it was, guys. Um, time of great games, time of great fun, of us being very young and youthful and, you know, mm, man, just uh, so many so many fond memories attached to games and life in 1992. So many fond memories, in fact, that I feel like maybe, just maybe, We've talked about a lot of them on this show previously. This is episode 310, fellas. I don't know, you know, we, we haven't kept full track of, uh, you know, the years of the games that we've previously used on this show, but I think we've used a lot of games that came out in 1982. I mean, we're talking like, you know, SNES hitting its stride, Genesis hitting its stride, the NES is still hanging around, uh, and cranking out some of the later titles with some great soundtracks. Uh, you know, I think... That in the uh, the interest of not repeating games on this show, we've got an interesting selection of games for tonight's episode. I'm just spitballing here. Maybe you guys, maybe you guys found a, you know, something overlooked. You know, some big series that maybe, uh, you know, we haven't uh, paid attention to or something. But I think we've got uh, the best of the rest from 1992 on tonight's show. That's uh, that's just me kind of speculating. Maybe maybe you prove me wrong. I hope you prove me wrong. Um, David, did we use three on the show yet? Uh, you, uh, you, broke you up froze for a second. Did we Whoa. use? <laughs> cool. It's okay. It was a bad segue anyway. Um, yeah, anyway. So uh, we got five fantastic games. We got a great fan request. And we're just going to kind of fucking hobble our way through this episode. Um, so, uh, yeah, Johnny, let's uh, start it up. Game one.
Oh. I feel like there should be more to that song. <laughs> <laughs> this is 1992. It was weird. That's fair. <clears throat> All right. So uh, in this game, uh, the secret level of episode three is a parody of Pac-Man, complete with ghosts that damage the players when they touch him. Uh, pellets are replaced with gold chalices, and power pellets are replaced with extra lives. Let's see what you guys are thinking, 1992-wise. Uh, I'm trying to do a bit, but this is bad. It's okay, so Johnny wrote 1772? It's supposed to be 1992. Oh. <laughs> oh, are those supposed to be penises? Yeah, penises for the nines. I, oh, I don't okay. know what I'm doing, man. That was, that was awful. And David... <laughs> um, <laughs> wrote Splatterhouse 2, which is incorrect. Uh, this is uh, Wolfenstein 3D. Yeah, this is... Uh, See, what you should have done is drawn this. Ooh, that's a way better nine as a penis. Or a penis with nine heads? That looked... That was strange. Uh, no, those were the pubes. Oh, I, those oh. were the balls. Okay, so the balls okay. were stretching around to be the knot. Okay. See, you have, like, the balls at the top with the hairs kind of forming the circle, and then the shaft is obviously the shaft of the nine. The shaft of the nine. <laughs> so, Wolfenstein. Yes, this game, um, which is also uh, featured on the, the Kill Nazis mixtape. Um, My favorite mixtape. <clears throat> this is... Uh, a game in which you kill Nazis. Um, it's a uh, one of the, the first uh, first-person shooters in 3D and stuff. Um, Go on, killing Nazis. And uh, 
So, like, you go around in these, like, different mazes, open doors, kill Nazis, and pick up treasure and stuff, and, um, you know, this, this is one of those games that's, like, um, influenced so many other games as, you know, time's gone on. Um, this is definitely, like, big. Like, I wasn't a PC gamer back then, but, um, you still, like, heard this you know, game, you'd hear someone be like, oh, you play Wolfenstein on the computer? And it's like, you can play games on the computer? <laughs> and it's, uh, um, so, I forget, and this is just my own ignorance, which technically came first? Was it Wolfenstein 3D or was it Doom? Oh, Wolfenstein 3D way first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was not a PC guy, so I was not sure, so... <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Wolf, Wolf, I mean, if you look at the two side by side, you can tell that Doom is definitely an improvement upon Wolfenstein 3D. Like Wolfenstein 3D was cool because uh, it was a pseudo 3D game on, you know, standard PC hardware, which at the time was pretty shitty, right? Uh, we didn't have 3D cards back then. We, you know, we didn't have 3D graphics acceleration. Everything was done in software, and not only done in software, but done on slow as shit processors, where you know. Having a 33 megahertz processor was the bee's knees. Well, it was just, it was one of those things where I knew that, like, they were both very influential, popular games, and I couldn't remember if first person shooters were considered Wolfenstein ripoffs or Doom ripoffs. Yeah, I think early on, um, it was, like, I, I think for a brief, there was a, a small window where people called a Wolfenstein clone, but then Doom just blew everything out of the water right. and from then on all first person shooters ca got called uh, Doom clones um, yep. cause like yeah Wolfenstein 3D everybody's on the same floor as you whereas Doom yep. added floors <laughs> yeah. people can Hold actually on. be above you you're blowing <laughs> yeah. my fucking mind Yeah, but in, in Doom you still couldn't like move like you're targeting though right Right, you didn't like and, you just had to face that direction, and then your guy would automatically point the gun up. Right, exactly. You could you, yeah. you could not look up. You just had to line up, and as long as you're on the same vertical axis, you got him. <laughs> was it was it was it Duke Nukem the first one that you could start moving up? Ooh, and down with it. Possibly, I I'd, I'd have to look that up, but that that might be. Um, I know Duke Nukem was on a totally different engine compared to Doom. Yeah, because uh, like Doom came out, and you know, all these other games came out, like Heretic and Hexen and things like that, that oh, all yeah. just well, used Quake. the Doom engine. And then, what about yeah, Quake. I'd have to look up what came out first, Quake or Doom. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, Quake or Duke no. Nukem. Yeah. Um, I believe Quake came out after Duke Nukem 3D. I remember okay. going to a friend's house in the early 90s and really and learning he had Duke Nukem 3D and wanting to play it, and he he was basically like. That's fucking stupid. We should play Quake. This is way better. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, but there's titties. <laughs> there's titties in Duke Nukem 3D. I want to see them. Yeah. All the pixelated. Um, <laughs> Are there I titties in Wolfenstein 3D? No. I don't okay. think so, no. But you kill Hitler. Yeah. All right. That's, you know. So, I mean. I'm kind of weighing the options. and you those know, are I'm about the same, if you ask me. I am in favor of titties, but I think I might be slightly more in favor of killing Hitler. Yeah. What I learned recently, like maybe the last two or three years, was that there were side-scrolling uh, Duke Nukem games. 
Oh yeah, yeah. It came before. That's why they called it Duke Nukem 3D. It was because there yeah, were Duke Nukem games. Like, yeah, because they called it Wolfenstein 3D because there was a 2D Wolfenstein before this. There was. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. Oh, I was just looking this up earlier. Uh. It was called Wolfenstein 2D. Or is Ca- that just Castle Wolfenstein? Castle. Yeah, Castle Wolfenstein. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I, that back then they wouldn't just slap 3D on any old thing. We'd only call it 3D when it was yeah. like the 3D sequel to something. I mean, I don't know. They would slap 3D on a lot of things. If you could get like a vague 3D effect, it would be whatever 3D because they were trying to push those units. Yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so fun fact is the I, I think we talked about this on the show before, but the Wolfenstein 3D engine was used on Super Super Noah's Ark 3D on the Super Nintendo. Yeah. That's that's part of the reason I picked this, was I was like, oh, we used Noah's Ark last, last week, so now we'll use the real game. <laughs> I think I think what you're trying to say is, now we can finally talk about the Super Noah's Ark 3D ripoff. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Super Noah's Ark 3D clone, or Super... Is it Super Noah's Ark 3D or Super 3D Noah's Ark or Super Noah's 3D Ark? It doesn't matter. Nobody cares about that fucking uh, game. Like, you look oh, at the title screen, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, this is fucking John Romero and John Carmack. Like, when they were just fucking kids. Yeah, I don't know how old they were when they made this, but, um... Wait, I, are these I, the Daikatana guys? Yeah, <laughs> I'm I mean, sure they love being called that. I'm sure that well, if we get the opportunity to meet them in person, David, that that's what you should. You'd be like, oh, the Daikatana guys. Oh, no, they were absolutely the, the, the Commander Keen guys. <laughs> See, I feel like that would be more respected than the, the Daikatana guys. Oh, Daikatana. But yeah, this uh, this engine has like code in it that still gets brought up and talked about to this day like they figured out how to do very 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 fast um math for doing the 3d calculations that you need to actually you know do a game like this because uh, like i said no no 3d cards you had no hardware acceleration and yep. um there's like a fast inverse square root algorithm that you know if you look that up you just look at it and go what <laughs> what where they're doing things like. like magic numbers based on how the CPU registers work. Like, it's it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Yeah, this is, you know, one of those games. And, um, you know, now Bethesda um, publishes all the Wolfenstein game. And, um, <clears throat> you know, recently they were acquired by Microsoft. And uh, all the, like, every Bethesda game is on Game Pass right now, and that's where I played Wolfenstein 3D, thanks to uh, Kerrigan, our uh, our uh, Game Pass sugar guardian that uh, uh, really makes it bearable to play games, because <laughs> there's just so many good games on Game Pass. There's like two that dropped this week recently that are just, they've been just sucking my time away. They've been really good. But yeah, I played Wolfenstein 3D on here too, and um, it plays weird because, okay, so here's a weird thing about controls, and I think it's, you know, like the old games, is like you move the mouse forward and your character moves too. Ooh. And that's like a weird old thing that I would hate to be stuck with. 
Well, I think, I, I'm assuming back then, your computer probably didn't even have a mouse, right? That's true, that's true, yeah. Because <laughs> you can set it up, you can be like, put the mouse, just keyboard, uh, uh, a joystick, stuff like that. Jesus, Johnny, you kind of just wrecked me for a moment. I completely forgot there was a time yeah. before computers had mice. I know. Like, oh, oh yeah, God. Dude. Yeah. They we are to... so fucking old. <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, the Macintosh was the first one to ship standard with a mouse. Um, it used to be something that was reserved for like people doing CAD and things like that. Like it wasn't something everybody had at home. Uh, so games were designed to be used exclusively with the keyboard. They did not have mouse controls in these games because people didn't have them. God, imagining a time what? or remembering a time when a computer mouse was not consumer electronics. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Did, did you see, Johnny? You might have seen this. Someone wrote a new operating system for the Commodore 64. I've th I've seen a couple of those come and go over the years, but I believe it. I mean, people do it. You know, they love to do that so, shit. I saw that and I immediately thought of you for some reason. <laughs> yeah, no, because I'd be very interested in that. I uh, have a whole pile of Commodore 64s, and they're itching for new operating system. And uh, yeah, I got to get on that. Cool. Um, John, welcome back. We're discussing Wolfenstein 3D, as well as Commodore 64 operating systems and the history of the computer mouse. Would you like to contribute to the discussion? No, nah, I'm good on that. <laughs> Would you like to move on to the next game? Don't ask me, man. I, I have, I'm not even here anymore. <laughs> but, but, but you are here, David. Who are you talking to? Yeah, I don't see David. Are you okay, man? Fuck. All right, David. We're gonna move yes. on to the next game while you while you figure out what's going on here. Game two. <laughs>
right, so the um, series co-creator considers this his least favorite of the Game Boy series due to the fact that the game was outsourced to a different company who allegedly did not understand the series. Um, I don't know if this is officially a second piece of trivia or just a, an explanation. Uh, this game's infamous soundtrack was caused by a rendering error. Oh. <laughs> Oops. Oh, man, our first rendering error on the show. <laughs> All right, so... <laughs> Jesse says Super Death Becomes Her. Uh, Death Becomes Her, great movie, by the way. Um... Johnny says Mega Man 2 Game Boy will have to check with the judges because John has the correct answer. This is Mega Man II. Ah. Yeah, you know what, uh, Johnny, you get a point. From Super Monkey Ball? Because the, um... The NES Mega Man games were all given Roman numeral titles on the boxes, but for some reason the Game Boy was differentiated by giving them Roman numerals. So instead of Mega Man 2, this is technically Mega Man II. I think you meant to say Arabic numerals on the boxes, and this got Roman. Yes, uh, I yeah. absolutely did mean to say that, and I apologize for my incorrect statement. So, yeah. I, see, I've stopped using that as trivia related to these, because guess what? But, you know, the boxes don't agree to the goddamn title screens on the NES ones. They use fucking, you know, Arabic numerals on the box, and then fucking Roman numerals on all the title screens. And if I have one more person try to correct me about that on my Game That Tune radio, I'm gonna go back four years in time and freak the fuck out. Like, uh, you know, Johnny, had to pro Johnny had to program a goddamn robot to avoid answering that question. Like, fucking A, man. Sorry you that, you know, V and 5... Uh, apparently we're interchangeable to these people at some point, but uh, God, we've gotten around that now. It's good. It's good. <laughs> and I think to further get around that, we probably shouldn't add this soundtrack to the radio. Number one, to like not further confuse things, and number two, because you know this soundtrack was made by a rendering error. Like, mm, I I don't I like know that, that we need this. Song, if there's a correction available out there, I'd kind of like to hear it. I mean, like, you know, they, they did their best on those first couple of songs. They kind of lost the thread on that boss theme at the end, but, uh... You know, the funny thing is, I I found a soundtrack for download of this, and I listened to it. I was like, ooh, this is rough. Let me go to the original, like, source sound files and get those. They sound pretty much the same. 
Yeah. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't user error and it, it likes you know turning these into MP3s. This soundtrack might just be shitty. Um, <laughs> dang, you hate to see it. <laughs> um, you know it's it's interesting that you say this soundtrack just might be shitty because this game itself <laughs> might just be shitty. <laughs> might just be shitty. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I don't know, David. <laughs> I enjoyed the Mega Man Game Boy games. I think they had a cool concept, um, especially when they got to Mega Man 5, where they had, like, new robots and new things. The previous games just recycled old robots. But, you know, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing, because Mega Man 2 combines Mega Man 2 and 3. So, you get to fight... I mean... It's a combination of the two best-regarded NES Mega Man games, so you would think that would be amazing, and you get to go through some of the Mega Man 2 stages, but with Mega Man 3's slide, um, and sliding on Metal Man's conveyor belts is kinda cool. Um, and I should clarify, like, the stages aren't exact one-to-ones of the NES games, they're radically different, but feature the same gimmicks and aesthetics and whatnot. And it's... You would think that combining those would be really cool, but it, it just doesn't click. Like, I I want to play a really great game where you fight Airman and Crash Man and Magnet Man and Needle Man, but it doesn't really coalesce together. What about I'm Full of Shit Man? You know, unfortunately, they had to cut him, because there's eight Robot Masters, four from two, four from three, and I'm full of shit, man, just didn't quite get in here. I'm just confused. What was? Why did they keep on doing this where they do four from one game and then four from another? Even, you know, going forward into the series, it's like, okay, so the next one's called Mega Man 3, and it's got bosses from Mega Man 3 and four of the ones from four. And then Mega Man 4 on the Game Boy had the other four bosses from 4 and four random fucking bosses from 5. Why did it take him until 5 to change the concept and do something different? Like, I, I, don't, I don't understand why they didn't just make one-to-one ports of the NES ones. Like, I feel I, like um, because it's Capcom and it was a cash grab. Uh, yeah. Uh, apparently an outsourced cash grab, though. Yes. Um, this this game was actually developed by, um, and I lost the name of the company, I'm sorry to say, but they were the- Nintendo. S- <laughs> <laughs> Real pieces of shit. My uh, uncle at Nintendo. <laughs> Japan System House, um, who actually developed uh, the Wily Wars for Genesis. Mm, Real pieces oh. of shit. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah, the Wily Wars. I don't like the Wily Wars. (laughs) Mega Man Two on Game Boy, not so much. You Um, like the Wily Wars, David? I think it's fine. I do like the. I think it's the Wily Tower where you fight the like weird bosses based off of Chinese mythology for some reason. Mm, I haven't gotten to that yet. (laughs) Yeah, you fight. There's like a boss based on like the Monkey King, and then there's like a big like ox pig guy and everything. It's like okay, this is kind of cool. Yeah, I just think the sprites are too big and the action's not awesome. But, uh, yeah, it's not not terrible. I mean, that defines a lot of Genesis games. Yes. <laughs> yeah, eat shit, John. What? <laughs> I don't like Real that. Real piece of shit, John Regan. <laughs> um, Game three? But, I, you know, I, I have no problem with outsourcing. I have no problem with recycling elements. Like, I think you can make a cool game out of this, but they didn't. 
because mm. like when you play through Metal Man stage, you know, you you go through the conveyor belt and everything. You fight some of those weird like gear dancer guys and everything, and then you jump down a pit to the next screen, and there's like spikes right in the center so you have to know to move and oh, like love that. that kind of leap of faith trial and error shit i am not a fan of especially not on a battery operated system like no 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 come on make it fair <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't make me restart this um uh, yeah a good no, uh, cool. battery operated game can be beaten on a flight from tokyo to hawaii we've talked about this if it takes longer than that, it's not a good game for a Game Boy. Right. Yeah. I don't know where I'm going on this. I, <laughs> no, I, I we, we established so that in a previous episode, Johnny. Mega Man 2 on Game Boy, not a great Game Boy game. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but would it be perfect for Switch? No. <laughs> <laughs> would a Mega Man Game Boy collection, like a, a Mega Man Game Boy Legacy collection for a small fee be perfect for anything these days anything <laughs> as long switch. as it includes Mega Man 5 slash V yes right but would like it need to include would it need switch? to include the first four Mega Man in the you know the Game Boy series or could it just be a re-release of Mega Man 5 just be a re uh, you know yeah. all I'm saying is I just want to replay Mega Man 5 <laughs> I just want to see the the meeting at Capcom where you know somebody's like, listen, I just got word that they've been fucking just, I don't know, like slapping half the robot masters in the Game Boy games and you know shipping it, and you know they're all fucked up and they got everything out of order, and you know the president of Capcom's like, God damn it, okay, fine, you know, put two guys out there and let's come up with a new idea for the Mega Man Game Boy series. <laughs> you know, oh planets, great, sure, you know, it's a one off though. We're never making another one. <laughs> I was gonna say, I love the idea of like. Some Japanese game developer at Capcom just sitting there. It's like new ideas, new ideas. <sighs> yeah. All right, what Ain't about robots? <laughs> but they're planets. Yeah. Well, it, it, you know, here in Japan we call it Rockman World. The world is a planet. What if he was fighting other planets? Think about I'm it. I'm going on lunch. I yeah. can't wait till he <laughs> fights Uranus. <laughs> Now, what, what weapon does he get from beating Uranus? <laughs> oh, God. I, mm, I feel like... Some I kind of, actually... like, gas weapon, probably. No. Yeah. Um, I apologize, because the book is right by the cable for my webcam, so I'm holding my webcam to shift it. I want to say it might actually be the black hole. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it is, baby. Uh, okay, I'm sorry, David. According to this, the, the weapon that you acquire from Uranus is the Deep Digger. Yeah! And... <laughs> God. Um, so that's, it's basically play. like Gutsman's weapon. I had it's my Mega Man. weak to the break dash. <laughs> so sorry. That's oh, man. amazing. Oh, I have that book. Yeah. Yeah. I have my okay. Mega Man art book right next to my so computer good. for um, inspiration. They knew what they were doing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mega Man uses his fist to perforate the lining of something and um, pull out brown yeah. blocks. Right. Makes <laughs> a rosebud. Um, yeah. The mannequin. Uh, but that's that's not in Mega Man Two. So you know the, the characters Number that are in two. Mega Man Two. Are just characters from Mega Man two and three, and do you get to fight any of the bosses or like from like? Do you get to fight the giant Mecha Dragon? 
No, I was like, about to say, I was like, yeah, you fight like half the robot masters. Are, are there are there good bosses from the Wily Castles in Mega Man's two and or three? Oh, this is something that I wanted to bring up that I completely forgot. Um, you do fight there's the Mega Man Game Boy games introduced like the Mega Man Killers, which were new characters, and this is the game that introduced Quint, who is a robot on a pogo stick that is actually Mega Man from the future, because Dr. Wily time-traveled, pulled a future Mega Man, and reprogrammed him to be evil, and then gave him a pogo stick weapon. Really? God, Dr. Uh, Wily's a fucking idiot. Again, I'm just kind of floored that these games didn't really catch on. How do you master yeah. fucking time travel? <laughs> And then give the guy a pogo stick. Right, he'll need well, this. Well, it's also like I <laughs> have so a stop, Mega Man. I have an arch nemesis that I want to kill. I'm gonna make time travel, go into the future, and reprogram his future self. It's like no, you go into the past and kill him before he exists. Yeah, done. Kill Mega Man when he's a little robot baby. It's not that hard. Yeah, <laughs> a little robot baby. Yeah. <laughs> We all, we've all seen robots. We know how robot babies are fun. Dr. Light breastfeeds them. Game three. Is that all? <laughs> Game. I mean, once we get to Dr. Light breastfeeding, I feel like we're done. What Mega Man <laughs> weapon do you get by killing a robot baby? Oh my. Um, nipple suck. The diaper genie. <laughs> I, I think it's still the deep digger. I right. feel like the diaper genie is a product that you see advertised at like 2 a.m. on TV. No, it's oh, a real thing. Jesse and I both have it, and you know, it's a it's a family thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't, we've I all don't been have there. a family. <laughs> God, <laughs> God, Jesus Christ. I mean, I know. That's why I was explaining it. <sighs> yeah. Sorry, David. Jeez. Talk about, you know, things that could be rectified with time travel. <laughs> Can, let, let's move on. Game three. <laughs>
All right, guys. So uh, this game's designer stated um, that after the after porting the game to twenty systems, he stopped keeping count of additional ports. got some uh, guesses. I had a silly guess, but then I decided to try. <laughs> Alright, so, um, so, Jesse says Basic Instinct for Game Boy, which is incorrect. John says Scissor Me Timbers, which is incorrect. David says Lemmings, which is correct. Fuck. This is Lemmings for the Game Gear, which was released in 1992. Another game that's probably not great for a battery power system, especially one as notorious as the Game Gear. Well, sure. I'm just imagining, Go. like, Lemmings has you guiding Lemmings that are, like, a fourth of an inch tall. How does that work on a Game Gear that has, like, a two-inch screen? Yeah, it's it shrinks way down, David. It's, each, each Lemming is, like, three pixels tops. Yeah. Yeah. It's called green, scaling, white, David. purple. Yeah. 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 It's mostly colors that you have to recognize, not shapes. Right. Can't see shit on this game, David. <laughs> <laughs> but it's got Ill advised port, David. Maybe they shouldn't have ported it 20 times. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you keep making a Xerox of a Xerox of a Xerox, I think that's what happens here. Mm -hmm. You do a port of a port of a port. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's one of those things but where, like, Based on the happy, chirpy music and you saying it getting ported a shit ton of times, I was gonna say Doom, and then I was like, wait, no. I bet this is Lemmings. <laughs> yeah, I do like, um, there's a certain kind of sound that I associate with European computers like the Amiga and the Commodore 64, where they do that bloop, 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 bloop kind of sound a lot. Uh, and that game does a lot of this, and I really love that. Like, I don't know what you call it, but like, it's a certain kind of I think that was, I guess, I always think of Europe when I hear it. I believe we call it the next radio stinger. <laughs> sure. You know, fucking, yeah, positioning ourselves as musical uh, chiptune experts here. Johnny really whoa, describing whoa, whoa. that sound. <laughs> <laughs> I just um, want that on the soundboard. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm truly, I'm not clear of what sound you speak, Johnny. <laughs> well, now I gotta hear the uh, track again so I can, you can tell us which part it is. Let's see here. Hold on. Hold on. That, that background part, that bloop, bloop, 
it's like a bubble bubble sound but it's like playing like it's not playing it's, it's, it's like instead of doing a chord it's pl very quickly playing like three or four notes i think is what it's doing sure yeah i love it i love that shit <laughs> okay, it's been a hot second since I've taken, like, musical theory, but is a chord not just playing three or four notes together? No, well, no, that's what a chord is. This is not that. <laughs> this oh, okay. Because <laughs> yeah, he's talking, it's playing three or four sounds faster than, like, humanly possible. Like, it's just, it's a computerized, you know, it's like a... I, I can't describe it, but it's creating a unique sound. And yes, Johnny, I do like that sound. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, it's not it is arpeggio? somewhat distinct. It is somewhat distinct to like the European stuff. You don't hear it, at least you know, if based on my recollection of chip tunes, you don't hear it as much in the like the American like the NES releases. It, it, uh, it sounds just, like Bubble Bubble. It Jesse, it's I don't know why they. I, I, it might technically be an arpeggio. It's just like an arpeggio just means you're playing like three notes of a scale, right? Like oh. so, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like I'm not sure, like. Because I, I always think of it as those, like, like if you listen to, like, a Tim Fallon track, the, like it's like a kind of sound, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, if true. you gave, like, a squirrel a synthesizer, like, what the squirrel would do with it. And means. Tim Fallon is European, so that tracks. Yeah. So Johnny's not off base. He uh, he likes the sound. He likes Europe. Um, Let's call yeah, him Mr. Good, Johnny man. Euro Trash. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> New man. Twitter handle. <laughs> just keeps changing baby but uh so johnny how do you feel about lemmings you don't even have to be specific to lemmings on the game gear i don't want to talk about the game gear anymore all we ever talk about is the fact that it uses too many batteries how's lemmings <laughs> it's a pretty fun game actually it's um I, I can see why it was so popular like i can see why i got ported so much um right. it's it's a fun interesting game you have lemmings and you give them little abilities and make them go build bridges or blow up or dig things and you know, you're trying to get them all out of uh, the cave they're trapped in. And uh, Wait, I'm sorry. Please go back. Um, you give, you know, certain lemmings have certain tasks, like some are diggers, some are builders. Some blow up. Like, how shitty is that if your life is just, you're born like, oh, welcome to the world, son. You need to combust. Like, they sure oh, got sure the do. short end of the straw. Mm -hmm. It's very European. <laughs> I was going to say it's very Middle Eastern, but that's not really appropriate. <laughs> I say um, very, God, that's God, very God, American. I was going to say Eastern European. Like, a very. very yeah. <laughs> These Turkish lemmings. <laughs> yes. Eastern European. Baltic lemons, lemmings. Famous for exploding. Mm hmm. Yeah, those Albanian lemmings. They, uh, they're self destructive, they're hot headed. But uh, but they That's do it all for the indie band. <laughs> they do it all for the greater good, man. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, hmm. You know, I got yeah, confession time. I don't know if this is gonna be. I'm gonna be the only one confessing this. Never played oh, no. lemons. <laughs> I was gonna say like before you even confess. Oh no, me either. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how. I just totally missed this. It's been on every system ever. And, you know, I, I would look at those lemmings on the box art at, at Blockbuster and just think, cute. You know, what nice little guys in their blue outfits with their green hair. I'm not picking that up. See, <laughs> you and I had the opposite like, problem because you looked at it like, oh, cute. I'm not going to play this. I looked at it. It's like, that's not what a lemming is. Lemming is a small, like, nah. mouse-like rodent. That's not a lemming at all. Clearly, they don't well, know I, what they're I, talking you know, about. I'm not going to play this. I, 
that's the thing that you know i knew they weren't literal lemmings i was young enough to understand that these were you know unique creatures that were made with uh, you know the behavior of a lemming in mind but yeah they had to put them in more of a you know cute kind of dr susie context on that box to you know drawing kids like see, me because that... lemmings themselves famously non-cute creatures that nobody could love <laughs> see that's the difference because you know you're a year older than me at that age in 1992 you could look at that and say that's not a lemming that they must just be using the name where i looked at it like that's not a lemming they're wrong right you, you know those uh donkey kong games with the little mario toys you have to like uh wrangle around those are basically yeah. lemmings games so Word. if you've played one of those, you've played a Lemmings. Yeah, I didn't care for those as much as the original <laughs> Mario versus Donkey Kong. And I was going to say, guys, confession time. I barely know what Jesse was just talking about. No, I didn't <laughs> play those games. Yeah. Well, because, like, Mario versus Donkey Kong was a, like, puzzle platformer, somewhat a pseudo-sequel to, like, Donkey Kong 94. And then after that, they're like, hey... Let's do this, but Lemmings, and that's pretty much all they've done with Mario vs. Donkey Kong. Oh, and that right. kind of yeah, pisses the, me the, off, because the original Mario vs. Donkey Kong, I really, really enjoyed. With the little robo-Marios? Yeah. Why were they not Mech Koopas, David? Um, they were sitting on the name Mecha Mario, and right. never capitalized on it. Somehow they came up with Mini Mario, not Mecha Mario? Well, I yeah, think they were a toy. On. Toys well, can be Mechas. Yeah, or rather, mechas can be toys. Maybe they didn't. Maybe that's it. Maybe they didn't want to confuse people into thinking this was some kind of Mario Gundam game <laughs> by oh calling it Mar- no, yeah, Mecha Mario versus Donkey Kong. <laughs> See, and that's the thing. They, you know, it's the kind of thing where it's like, okay, how about we turn Mario versus Donkey Kong into a Lemmings game? What do we call it? Mecha Mario versus Donkey Kong. Oh, that's that's a good idea. But a better idea would be Mario versus Donkey Kong in Gundams. <laughs> and they avoided that whole quagmire by not calling it that. <laughs> See, now you're just making me realize what a sad world we live in that we don't have Mario Gundam versus King Donkey Kong. Oh. Because, mm-hmm. Jesus, I want that so bad. Now, David, does King Donkey Kong have three heads and breathe lightning? I was thinking more like Toho's King Kong, but just with a red tie. But turning Donkey oh. Kong into King Ghidorah, I'm into that too. The question yeah, okay. is, which I, head I thought wears you were the tie? Doing a... Well, All of them, right? Like, King of Donkey you know, Kong. One head would be Funky Kong, and another head would be like <laughs> Diddy Kong. And... Oh my god! Oh my god! Can we please get some kind of edit of Godzilla, King of the Monsters, where King Ghidorah has one head that just has like a bandana and sunglasses? Think we should? Yeah, it'd be good. T-shirt idea. So fucking into that. But uh, you know, so yeah, Nintendo avoided having to answer these questions by calling their things minis. They could have just called them, you know, Lemming Mario's, and probably gotten sued. So they didn't do that. (laughs) Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, man, Lemmings, they're cool. Good, uh, good idea for a game. Little, uh, you know, I guess Nintendo also did come up with another game where you could order around little, uh, little follower creatures and they can do things for you. Didn't they, David? Tinykin. I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention. What was the question? It's okay. I, you know, I, I, I made something up that didn't happen. I'm sorry, I, um, to quote one of the great philosophers of our time, Oh, I'm sorry. I was looking at the chat. What? 
So, Way yeah. to go, man. Totally fun random fact, too. This is made by DMA Designs, a.k.a. Rockstar North. They have good ideas. Yeah. Oh, company. yeah. 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 God, this was your game, Johnny? Shit. Yeah. They're going They're going places, this company. Yeah. Not, they're not going anywhere in the last nine years or so. They've been kind of stuck in the same place. But, you know, man, they uh, they, they had something for a while there. They're real, uh, real innovators. I can't wait for that new <laughs> online 3D Lemmings game. God, I can't wait for that giant leak of all those upcoming Lemmings, uh, you know, videos. <laughs> can't believe they hacked into those servers and found nothing but Lemmings videos. <laughs> they got the Lemmings source code. Yeah. Oops, God, all could you lemmings. imagine Grand Theft Lemmings? Fuck yeah, I can. Oh, yeah, dude. So cool. You're just, just like roaming it. around taking things over with an army of lemmings. And just imagine a, a, a Grand Theft Auto world where you can somehow... Uh, indoctrinate all of the NPCs and make them do shit for you. Mm. It sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'd play it. Game four. Oh, okay. See you, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, guys. So the marketing company that was tasked with designing this game's box art admitted that they chose something completely incongruous to the game in order to attract customers because there were many other games in the same genre and they tended to look alike. who's feeling great i am feeling like i have a great answer if you will accept it i think i got it this time yeah fantastic uh okay so johnny has drawn a sad one bald penis oh oh uh, shit i forgot to test it. yeah i forgot the other ball uh jesse says super single white female uh, based on the box art, no, that's not correct. And David says that SNES game with the guy playing banjo on the box art. David, you, can you not think of the name of this game? You <laughs> know, I, know I tried searching like Super Nintendo Banjo and I couldn't find the title. Um, hey, how the fuck? But I know exactly <laughs> what game this is. I it's just like can't Flanax. remember the name. It's called like Flanax or something. Yes, <laughs> Flanax. For all of your anti-inflammatory needs. Okay, David, does that give you any hints? Based on Johnny's answer of flannels? Can you you glean it? Is it phalanx? It's phalanx. Yes, the actual word. Yes. Is it? Flannax? Johnny, you are the mo- one of the most intelligent and sharp-witted people I've ever known. Um, and, you know, you are now Johnny Flanax. I would like you Flanax. to change well, your Twitter not handle. Not during the show, but... Okay, so David does get the point for Flanax. 
David we're gets not playing, the point. We're not playing sounds. Oh, <sighs> mm. I was, I'm, I'm, I'm reading Phalanx to still try to figure out, like, no, I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Flanax. <laughs> How is it pronounced Flanax when it's... <laughs> when the L comes after the A? <laughs> Yeah, you don't, many questions. You don't usually see PHL used a lot in words, do you? <laughs> it's it's no. phalanx, named after the Roman centurion military maneuver, which Yet. is why it's perfect for a Super Nintendo sci-fi shoot 'em up that has a dude playing a banjo. Yes, I mean, you know, it's uh, truly just a game that makes perfect sense. You know, the hyperspeed shootout in space. Phalanx, named after a fucking old school military maneuver with the banjo man on the cover. Like, I mean, honestly, what? if this doesn't make sense, I don't want to make sense. Yeah, well, I mean, the guys that made the box art admitted that they made it to not make sense. That was kind of the the whole idea. I was reading like uh, like an old article. I think it was on Destructoid. They interviewed the guys that were uh, behind like development for Chemco's packaging back in the day, and <laughs> they were like, "Yeah, Chemco would just like, you know, not even really develop their own games. They would kind of buy games from Japan and reskin them, and then they would send them over to us for box art, and you know, so that they sent us a side-scrolling shooter game and." Yeah, we tried to figure out a way to make people go, hey, what's that? <laughs> like, well, you know, old Banjo Man. <laughs> That's definitely a, it's a, it's something. It, you know, it didn't get me to play the game, but it got me to go, that's funny. <laughs> like, I like to imagine kids that rented this from their local Albertsons in 1992 being like, hold the fuck up. I'm not, like, battling the devil in Georgia for my soul in a music competition. What the fuck game is this? Why am right. I in space? I'm really, like, that's space. the thing. Like, you know, it's, like, it, the, the box art makes no sense. And, you know, like, yeah, it's totally just not appropriate box art for a space shooter game. But, like, it was never something I looked at and been like, well, that's dumb. It was more like, all right, yeah, well, <laughs> okay, cool. I'm not playing it. But, like, you know, I, I, I don't know. Like, I've seen this box art before on, like, you know, store shelves. And it's been like... Yeah, okay, that's weird. <laughs> like, I, so I, it didn't quite accomplish the mission. Like, it needed more info. It didn't get me to pick up the box. It just, yeah, you know, I don't know. Maybe the 90s were just a different time with regards to, like, packaging and marketing. But I'm just like, oh, yeah, old man playing a banjo. There's a spaceship behind him. Okay. I mean, <laughs> if I was six years old and I saw this box art first, I would cry because I didn't have a Super Nintendo, so I couldn't really right. play the game. But secondly, <laughs> I would go like, huh, that's a thing. And then I would yeah. kind of, like, move on. So if you show me this box art and say this is Phalanx and it's an album by Primus, I would 100% believe you. That's right. Yeah. I, I think this box art works way better as an album cover than it does as a video game box. I think that might be it. Maybe I'm just thinking of album covers too, because yeah, this isn't so out of the like out of the question as a fucking weird rock album cover back in the day. I don't know. Like it, uh, it, it draws your eye. I mean. It's got the, the ship in the background and the old man playing the banjo. Like, yeah. And, and maybe it's just because I also grew up in the folk music scene in St. Augustine. But, you know, yeah, you know, it's like home to me. <laughs> Spaceships and banjos. <laughs> well, I'm just confused about Johnny's point of, like, this seems like album art and not video game box art. Like, are those not the same thing but for different media? Oh, no, they're... I mean, you, ostensibly, you want to market a video game to... You know, I, I, like uh, by showing maybe a sample of what 
what you could expect by playing the game, which is what the guys tried to avoid doing with this. They didn't want to just draw a fucking spaceship shooting shit, because there's a million fucking games with spaceships and lasers and shit. And, you know, an album art can be fucking anything. It doesn't really have to be representative of what it, you know, is on the album. Usually it's just a portrait of the fucking artist. But, like, yeah, you know, like, you look at, like, 70s prog rock albums, it's just, you know, out-of-this-world shit. You know, uh... Yeah, I, I'm. You know, album art can be completely incongruous to the content of the album as well. There's so. definitely a Venn diagram. Yes. Yeah, I think like oh, I album- thought you were going to define the Venn diagram. <laughs> I think oh, album no, but- art is album art's usually not as concerned with trying to sell the album as the box art is. Right, like the box right. art's goal is to get you to buy the game. But usually, if you're buying an album, you probably know who the band is already. And it really doesn't matter what it looks like. I would say it's more comparable to something like box art for a movie, where, you know, you're trying to fucking draw somebody's eye in to buy or rent the movie, and it is unusual, you know, in the case of Phalanx, to put a banjo guy on the cover of the box with a spaceship flying behind him, just as it would be unusual for a movie to fucking put something that's simply not in the movie on the cover of the box. (laughs) Just, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Jesse, you've been citing all these 1992 movies, you know, so far. Like, you know, come up with a way to market one of them terribly. Like, uh, if you know, you want to market Death Becomes Her Terribly, what do you fucking put on the box? Um. The answer is an old man playing a banjo sitting oh, in a chair. <laughs> yeah, that, that doesn't describe the movie at all. Exactly. Batman yeah, you put Returns, this one. but it's fucking... <laughs> An old man playing the banjo. Yeah. Terminator Kenny 2? With a banjo. Tim Burns yeah. lost his mind. Yeah. But, uh, you know. I mean, to be I fair, a lot of people that. said that about Batman Returns to begin with. And then you turn over the box, it's like, oh shit, it's Batman Returns. It's a sequel to Batman. I understand that. You know, the, the banjo man draws you in, you look at the box, you're like, that's fucking weird. And then you look on the back, it's like, oh, it's a side scroll shooter game. Shit, I've played like 10 of those. I'm not renting this. I love the fact that something titled Batman Returns does not make you immediately think it's the sequel to Batman. Well, the Banjo Man is only there to confuse matters. Wait, is he Batman? It all comes back to the Banjo Man. He took a long time to return, and that's him with that beard. Jeez. Yeah, jeez. Or maybe that's Alfred. Dark Knight Rises. He's got that fucking depression beard. Fun fact, if you watch every Batman movie, at some point in the background, there's a guy with a banjo, and it's the same guy. It's true, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We don't talk about that guy. I've written a bluegrass song for you. Yeah. Uh, Thanks. Uh, I would... (laughs) Felix. <laughs> often think of times when you were on vacation, and I'll be enjoying a fan at Branca by leaning back in my rocking chair and playing my banjo. Picking right. my banjo. I took a holiday. I went to Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I have nothing to say about the content of the game Felix. It's a side-scrolling shooter game. Uh, really, it's all about the legendary box art. That's literally what was contained in this request. I got this request uh, via Discord from our good friend Andrew Oliver. Uh, Thank you, Andrew, for the request. Check out his channel, twitch.tv slash disc2entertainment. And he said, it's got to be failings. It's got to be the legendary box art. I'm like, good choice, baby. (laughs) Good soundtrack, too. Soundtrack, perfectly fine. You know, great side-scrolling shooter tunes. You know, nice sounds. But we got to talk about the banjo, man. Like, That's, and it's crazy to me that they didn't hide one banjo tune somewhere in this game. Quite frankly, like that's that's 
the kind of commentary that you come to game that tune for. Uh, to hear somebody say, great soundtrack, perfectly fine. Yeah, I'm just saying, uh, you know, we throw around words like great very often, when in reality, this is, it's great by virtue of being SNES tunes for a side-scrolling shooter game. In the big scheme of side-scrolling shooter game tunes, perfectly fine. Um, yeah, it's no, <laughs> it's no Thunder Force. So it's not that's what silly. I'm saying. This is the enthusiasm level that we have to bring. It's the, the the balance of enthusiasm and also realism that we have to bring after 310 episodes of a show. <laughs> like, wait a minute, no. You know, just like, you know, there have been so many side-scrolling shooter games that people have, you know, had thrown in their face with spaceships and lasers and great soundtracks and you know phalanx did something to stand out from him with a you know banjo guy on the cover this soundtrack did nothing to stand out from the rest but it's pretty good side scrolling shooter tunes uh you know good good super nes action music but again how, no how banjo we, you know how do we hmm. stand out amongst all these other games in the same genre are we just as good not really do we have a good soundtrack that's eh, all right we're right. a guy with a banjo Perfect. You know, if Kemco had been communicating with the marketing company earlier in the process, rather than just kind of fucking forking over a couple of bucks and telling them to, you know, do whatever they had to do, they could have come up with the idea of making this a banjo music game. Like, it could have had fucking Thunder Force music, but played on banjos, and then it would have really gotten set apart from the crowd. Oh. I don't know how you market that. You know, you, you show the banjo man, and you know, then a kid reads like, also banjo tunes. Like, it's not gonna make him buy the game, but it's, uh, it's I something. would buy that game. I, I know you would. Imagine <laughs> being, uh, imagine having a hyperspace, you know, shootout, and um, or a hyperspeed shootout in space, and the whole time there's that that fast ass blue gas, like all over the place. Just like, some good oh down God. south chase music playing. Yeah. I mean, you know, my godmother that likes video games, who used to like, you know, we used to hang out and play The Legend of Zelda, and she plays in a folk band. She would have bought that fucking game. She would have been like, hey, John, check it out. They made an SNES game with fucking banjo music. This is exactly for me. In fact, yeah. that's my father on the cover of the game. Like, she would have fucking ate this up. But um, composed you know. by Steve nope. Martin. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. What a damn shame that this it's game almost came funny. out six years before Banjo and Kazooie. Oh, God. What a crossover we could have had. What if they made Phalanx 2 and there was just an old man on the cover blowing into a kazoo? <laughs> I'd be fucking into it. Think about it. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking about it. I know. And you're thinking about buying it, aren't you? Yeah. You know, the uh, marketing is accomplished. I'm, I'm thinking not... about buying whatever console is releasing on if I don't already own it. Right. Uh, man. David, you really missed out on some fantastic games by not owning an SNES. But, um, yeah. Good tunes. Uh, great request. Thank you again, Andrew. And, uh, you know, guys, let's just sit back in our rocking chairs and enjoy the next game. Game 5.
All right, guys. So this game uh, features two bonus stages, one in which the player has to smash the pots and the other one in which the player has to smash the stone. And while some people think that the smash the stone uh, bonus game is a ripoff of Mortal Kombat's Test Your Might, this game actually released before Mortal Kombat. guys how you feeling i'm feeling good i just need a second to finish my drawing and i'd appreciate you if you would get your drawings done before it's time to show the answers there david well you know what you can i'm the one that has to edit this show and i'm tired of having to trim this part out you can't rush great art that's all i'm saying i'm ready david did not draw great art he's incorrect johnny says flanax Sadly, also uh, incorrect. Uh, oh, Flan <laughs> Sadly, also incorrect. And uh, Jesse says, a super league of their own. Sadly, also incorrect. God, I thought Gina Davis had. No, guys, this is a little game 
that we featured recently on Game That Tune Gems. I thought maybe you guys would have recognized it. We talked a little bit about it. It's a hot release from 30 years ago. Released in the uh, the arcades, a Neo Geo joint. This is World Heroes. That was literally what I wrote down. All I saw was a bad drawing, David. Sorry, you. Uh, you I, I'm sorry that I had to rush you. I wrote but down I, World Heroes and then a drawing of Rasputin doing the seven-year itch pose because well, that's a windscreen in World Heroes. Should have uh, should have drawn it faster. You lost. Do- Johnny, game over, David. What? what? Whoa. <laughs> no. Oh, Excuse my. me. I am going to pull fucking seniority because I am absurd king. Uh, I get a fucking point. Mm, David gets a fractional point. Yeah, the fraction being one over one indicating a full one because I said World Heroes with a drawing of Rasputin. And this is World Heroes 1. He's right. Okay, well, point is, draw faster next time, David. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, this is World Heroes, and I don't have any patience for David's uh, buffoonery. Um, but he is right. This is World Heroes, and it features Rasputin doing a seven-year itch pose, as we discussed on Game That Tune Gems. David think- doesn't get a point, but he is right. Hold the fuck up. Okay. Uh, let's not you know, derail the conversation to go back and say what I just said when you've already argued in favor of yourself getting a point. Now, I know you love the hold the fuck up and repeat exactly what we all just said, but with a shrug, let's... Uh, Let's just try not to do that for the whole segment. So, David has received compensation for his correct guess. And now we can move to the calculating computer and end this nightmare of an episode. <laughs> no, let's uh, discuss World Heroes. World Heroes is a weird-ass game. Doesn't this game sure have, is. like, a shitty Hulk Hogan in it? Which uh, is yes, funny it does. since Hulk Hogan is already shitty, so it's right. like a double it, it, shitty. Oh. I think time is time is more friendly to muscle power <laughs> than to uh, Hulk Hogan. Um, yeah, how many slurs has muscle power said? You know, I didn't play the whole World Hero series, but I'm guessing <laughs> somewhere between zero and one. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah, so... Hopefully I'm, zero. <laughs> Probably how, one. How many slurs has <laughs> Hulk Hogan said? Oh, baby, Johnny... It, 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 that's a whole uh, we'll other show. We'll send you some reading. Um, yeah. That's the theme for next week. Yeah, <laughs> next week's <laughs> theme. <laughs> games with Hulk Hogan Hulk or Hogan. games with slurs. Your choice. <laughs> is that not the same? Um, well, there is some crossover. Jesse, draw that Venn diagram. Yeah, it's Venn diagram. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Muscle Power. He's the uh, the fake Hulk Hogan in the game. And he's pretty good, but he is kind of outshined by all these other historical figures. I do like the idea that this game is a fighting game in which somebody has invented time travel and has gone around collecting heroes of various eras to, you know, I guess eventually they've got to fight a futuristic, like, T-1000 robot. Um, All right, who's the Bubba the Love Sponge in this game? uh, Well, that's obviously Julius Karn. Okay. The, the, uh, the Mongolian warlord that's not Genghis Khan. Um, That's one of the things that I love is, like, a lot of these characters, you know, they're, I guess, technically in the public domain. Like, you don't need to go to the estate rights for, like, Genghis Khan. Like, you can just have Genghis Khan. 
why are you making up a analog? I figure it's just because you know they couldn't they didn't use all the other names they they had to you know, if well they did use Rasputin yeah uh, yeah no, they so used David, Rasputin that's you're wrong. as well as Hattori Hanzu. So, right, not really David, not only does Genghis Khan actually have an estate, too, it is very litigious. You mm-hmm. absolutely cannot just throw around Genghis Khan's name. Yes. Yep. The, the descendants of Genghis Khan, who make up, like, 2% of the world's population. <laughs> very, Doesn't very litigious. AEW? I'm sorry, Jesse, what was your question? I said, doesn't he own AEW? Oh. <laughs> you know, I don't know that for sure, but I'm going to say yes. Yep, definitely. Um, but yeah, so no, I, I don't know why they had to do, you know, likenesses of some characters, but then like, yeah, it's just straight up Rasputin and Hattori Hanzo in the game. Uh, you know, I, I'm wondering if it's the same thing with the Joan of Arc estate, if she's famously, if her family's famously litigious. I don't recall her having any kids, so I don't know. You know, um, the French, very famous for being lawyers. Right. Um, but then also, you know, th- there is a, you know, a family with that was recently in the news that might have a claim on this game. There is the famous martial arts movie star Kim Dragon, who uh, he's an Asian guy with a black pair of pants and he does, uh, you know, shirtless, uh, you know, martial arts. Maybe, uh, maybe the Johnny Cage state needs to have a conversation with World Heroes, but no, they can't because World Heroes actually came out before Mortal Kombat. So that is one thing that I do think is hilarious about this game. And I recognize that maybe it's a product of being released in 1992, but they were like, okay, we need the greatest warriors throughout human history. Let's have Hattori Hanzu. Let's have Joan of Arc. Let's have Genghis Khan. And let's have Hulk Hogan. Yes. That was what I was going to eventually try to get back to. It's like they collected these, you know, very important historical figures, you know. I mean, For some reason, they, they had to have Hanzo and a rival ninja. I feel like they didn't need a Ryu and Ken situation, but they did two ninjas, Joan of Arc and Genghis Khan, fucking, you know, Rasputin, and then they come to the 20th century, and who do we have? Instead of getting, like, military guys, they get Hulk Hogan and fucking Bruce Lee. <laughs> and then also a, a robot Nazi. Like, Ooh, it's hold on. fascinating, the selection of world heroes here. <laughs> Wait, I mean, in what? so Hulk Hogan's in it twice? Yes, exactly, <laughs> to reskin. <laughs> I was going to say, in what universe does a robot Nazi count as a world hero? <laughs> like, yeah. that's, that's what's so confusing. Uh, you know, so, according to this, Brocken is a robot developed by Dr. Brown for the Nazi army. Uh, but after their defeat in World War II, he travels the world to prove that the power of science is the greatest power of all. So he's like a, he's a, a Nazi robot uh, Ronin. Well, hold uh, on. Just, you know. <laughs> is he a Nazi robot or is he a robot built by Nazis that then turned on his creators? Is he the well, one that killed Hitler in the bunker? Is he, in fact, a hero? Oh. See, that would be great world heroes canon. Uh, but I kind of do like that he might just be a, a fucking out-of-work Nazi robot. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I don't know, man. They closed up the plant. I had to go. <laughs> what are you guys making? Oh, I don't want to say what we were doing in there. <laughs> well, what's, um, what's, what's this character's backstory? Well, he's been hiding in Argentina. Oh! Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Well, and also... He's been making clones in Brazil. <laughs> I'm just... I'm floored by the developers. Like, we need to find the greatest warriors throughout history. Okay, Sure. Who are the greatest warriors in the 20th century? Bruce yeah. Lee. Yeah, that makes sense. Hulk Hogan. Uh, 
I mean, well, he had okay, a, David. He had a hell of a okay. run back then, David. He, I mean, seriously, don't, don't discount like, Hulk Hogan. All, all like you know, him being a scumbag or whatever. Yeah. Like in the fucking eighties, Hulk Hogan was the shit. Like you know, yeah. like that was the fucking dude. Like you can't deny his star He was over power, as fuck, David. and it was back like, when people still believed wrestling. So. Yeah, I like, mean, he I'm was not, the fucking I'm not dude. trying was... to deny his star power. I'm just saying that in an entire century of combatants, is he really, like, number two? Yes. Well, who, who else would you pick? Yeah, exactly. If, you, if you're going to power rank Give me fucking your top ten. combat people from the, the 20th century, then please. Well, okay, if you're you know, putting me on the out, spot, yeah. like Bruce Lee, number one, obviously. See, and that I, seems like I, a joke, but okay. I feel like, honestly, I would put Jackie Chan over Hulk Hogan. Well, you can't have Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan. I'm yeah, sorry, yeah, John. Yeah, they famous- Why is it that I can't have that? They this famously- is the world heroes, David. There's already three Asian guys in there. The fucking four Asian guys. Yeah, it's not. It's not very worldly if there's no. a fifth and you replace Hulk Hogan. Man, there's got to be a white man in this game, David. Guys, it's easy. Just all right. General Patton Oswalt. All right, done. You got yourself yeah. your 20th century fighter there. Okay, and then um, do you have a follow up to this, Johnny, or did you just want to make that one joke? And then Roger Rabbit uh, would also be great in this. Over Hulk Roger Hogan. Rabbit is technically not a white man. He's a rabbit. But yeah, I mean, he, really, he's white and he's a dude. Uh, he's not a warrior. <laughs> when you think about, you know, the kind of warrior characters of the 20th century, you know, a lot of the 20th century is defined by you know world wars and ongoing wars involving militaries. But it's not like military heroes. There's not a fucking guy. There's not an actual Captain America out there for Captain America, so they had to go with the entertainers. That's why they went with the fake Jackie or fake uh, Bruce Lee and the fake Hulk Hogan. So if, you know, if fucking the MacArthur thing- wasn't out there actually leading the charge and beating people's asses, he just fucking you know he won the war in the Pacific or whatever. Like you know. So yeah, if the I thing is, it's got to be military leaders who are entertainers as well. Why is it not Sergeant Slaughter instead of Hulk Hogan? I mean, he would have been valid, but no, he wasn't as over as Hulk Hogan. And he was Hulk a bad guy way, at the time, I think. He's way bigger than... Uh, Hulk Hogan's so much bigger than Sergeant Slaughter. He wouldn't have been a hero. He would have been yeah. a bad guy And, and he was too. all caught up in G.I. Joe. One of the fucking world heroes is Rasputin. Well, he yeah. was a hero to some people. Yeah. <laughs> Just, you know. No, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Elvis, baby. You know, Elvis was a hero to most. Yeah, never meant shit to me. Elvis would have been good in this game. (laughs) Elvis as a fighter would have been pretty good. Yeah, Yeah. I heard he's he used to like beat people's ass all the time. Yeah, he would have tag teamed with Hulk Hogan as the two canceled white guys. Yeah, Jesse, of course he used to. He's dead. (laughs) 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 I heard back in the day Elvis beat an ass or two. (laughs) Hasn't done so in a good 50, (laughs) 50, 60 years now. (laughs) I'm Uh, sorry, I did step away and maybe I misheard, but. Did y'all bring up Elvis? Yeah, yeah. Elvis would be a great addition to this game. <sighs> he was an entertainer, and he was in the military, and he was over as hell with everybody. And he was Elvis. A, he was like given some kind of special appointment appointment by President Richard Nixon about like drugs or mm-hmm. something. So he's like, yeah, he could have used he could have used alcohol, tobacco, and firearms in the game. <laughs> you know, I'm, maybe this is a hot take. Maybe this is controversial. Maybe this will even get me canceled amongst the um, game that tune fans. But I'm gonna say it, Elvis better than Hulk Hogan. Ooh, 
Ooh. I'm not hitting that hot take button. I think it's debatable, man. <laughs> Close. Is it neither, debatable? N- neither of them are good. Yeah. 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 I'm Elvis sure. was straight out racist. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Elvis said a few slurs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, David doesn't want to hear it. He I, probably stole a bunch of music from people, too. I don't uh. know that Elvis Presley was racist. <laughs> other than... Okay, let me re- let me let me make sure I have the words correct. One, I don't think that Elvis oh. Presley was racist so much oh, as boy. the system that created Elvis's persona and music was racist. Mm-hmm. He also but fucked that... kids. I'm sorry. What? Yeah, he married a teenager. <laughs> as was the style at the time. <laughs> See that is five piece recording. You say the, the point that I'm getting at is if you look at combatants in the 20th century, I don't think Hulk Hogan taps the top 20. Top 20? <laughs> I fucking said it. Come Are at you prepared me. to back into like, this up? Because like so far I, you've come up look. with Jackie Chan and Sergeant Slaughter as replacements. Now you've got like at least. 15 other people that you're going to have to name to dig yourself out of this hole. Yeah, like, you're out of your mind, David. Like, David. If we're talking about, like, the entire world across an entire century... Yes, and, like, we are. It's world heroes. Like <laughs> Professor Farnsworth, I, the inventor of television. No, I, stop, Johnny. Don't give him any ideas. <laughs> I hate... hate the fact that I'm defending Hulk Hogan at all. <laughs> it's weird, but right? fuck, David... Not even in the top twenty. You can like, throw. Okay, I'll, I'll, okay, I'll give you one. Andre the Giant. Yeah, there you that go. That would have been a good pick. Mm-hmm. Muri Curie. He was <laughs> standing right in front of Hulk Hogan, right there. <laughs> I like the fact that a woman infected with radiation poisoning apparently beats Hulk Hogan. Well, yes. she could have radiated him. David, why aren't you agreeing with us? Oh no, yeah. I am. I just, I think it's funny. Grace I can Hopper. agree with shit I, yeah. that I think is funny. She I like that you haven't. You didn't. I mean, go to Muhammad Ali. I mean, Muhammad Ali. Yeah, definitely. Hmm? Right. I so mean, Muhammad five, Ali four. is like top five, maybe top ten. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. In in terms of what? Okay, top t- top five, top ten of what, David? Is okay, Muhammad no, Ali. Okay, I'm thinking of greatest combatants of the 20th century. Muhammad Ali is in the top five. Maybe he gets pushed down to top ten. Hulk Hogan, not in the top ten. This is outrageous. This is insane. <laughs> we need to start a whole new podcast where David Power ranks the 20th century combatants from around the world because I am fascinated by these takes. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> like, whoa. Hulk Hogan, again, You know, it's weird that me and Jesse are the guys like, that have to defend Hulk Hogan here. He was like, a cultural was... force, and he was over as fuck, and he's an enormous man. If you're just talking about the character of Hulk Hogan, he is a giant brute. <laughs> like, he's a very strong fighter. Is there, like, uh, he okay. went over to Japan and, like... He's six, seven, fucking, 300 oh. pounds, man. He fucking picked up Andre the Giant and slammed him. Like, he's a very strong man. Like, by all of his outward trappings, he is a very large and strong man. He's a good fucking character for this fighting game if you're just going on the legend. Not the sex tapes, not the N-word, not anything that he's done since, not how bald he is now and how he always wears a bandana. 
Well, I mean, but... <laughs> that, that kind of emphasizes my point. It's just like, we're looking at characters across world history and combatants through world history. So here's this guy who's a very strong man, but, you know, just ignore the sex tapes and the N-word and the racial slurs. Like, well, it's well then he probably should be involved. Well, they didn't know that at the time, David. It's 30 years ago. Yeah. It was a different world. And, you know, if we're talking about cancelable people in the fucking game, then we need to talk about Genghis Khan and Rasputin and the Nazi robot. Like, you know, I mean, clearly cancelable offenses weren't on the not table. Be in here. this game. <laughs> yeah, there's, you know, clearly I, World Heroes wasn't too obsessed with PC people. This was way before cancel culture. Like, yeah, this game, uncancelable, just by being from 30 years ago. But, yeah, you know, I'm just saying. No one knew that shit about Hulk Hogan yet. <laughs> so, again, he was over as hell in the in the fucking hall of you know uh, like combatants of the 20th century. He is absolutely amongst the greatest. I'd rather not talk about him anymore. Um, yeah, I'm done. You know, I mean, even we're the, talking it, about a hundred years. Yes. And you've only given, like, two things to supposedly supplant him yeah. in this list. Like, you know, I, I, that's what I'm more fascinated by, David. I want your takes on combat and combat sports and pugilists. I want to hear who you think is so much more over than Hulk Hogan back in 1992. Yeah. Okay, see, that's... See, that's the problem that I have, is because you're talking about, like, who's a better combatant? In 1992, than Hulk Hogan, and I'm thinking That's what about this game was made. Who well, is a better combatant in the 20th century? Like, there's a big difference between 12 months and a hundred years. But you're not giving me any examples of people from the rest of the hundred years. <laughs> like, well, that's because I'm drunk and can't come up with any. You are a student of history. You, the, you can't drop takes like Hulk Hogan's out of the top 20 and not be prepared to give me 20 I'll, fucking, you know, yeah. replacements. The Jamaican, would, the Jamaican bobsled team. I also I would, like the fact that y'all are coming up with more examples and then giving me shit because I would, there aren't enough examples. Yeah, we're trying yeah, to yeah. do your job for you, man. <laughs> I would I would listen to a to a, a case that Buster Keaton could be on there Ooh, because yeah. like he was like a really, you know, popular like stunt guy and like he would take a beating for his art and stuff like mm -hmm. so you could mention him maybe and I would listen to that argument but you did yeah. <laughs> and for throwing out characters I mean all you gotta do is look to the 80s and go with fucking you know the predator fucking you know uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger in any movie that he was in mm. fucking oh. Rambo or Rocky um, you know James Bond Fucking, oh. I mean, if we're going with yeah. oh, God. James Roger Bond Moore in a fighting game, that Roger so Moore cool. could have crushed this game. <laughs> I mean, if we're truly going with like unstoppable fighting characters of the 20th century, Jason Voorhees should have been in before Hulk Hogan. He's, he's Super, not a hero. He, he's a monster. He's well, supernatural. Neither is Hulk Hogan. Well, also neither is the Nazi robot guys. It's not about who's a hero. <laughs> like, yeah, but you also Thank you, and, Johnny. That's why they had to live from history and change names. You can't, you know, Jason Voorhees isn't something you can fucking change enough to include in this game. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. You can't <laughs> You can't get rid of the horrible acts Jason Voorhees has done. Genghis Khan? Sure. 
yeah. perfectly fine. God, though, I yeah, do, you I just do fucking like make the, an Asian guy and call him Julius for some reason. But yeah, no, fucking, you can't put a giant <laughs> guy in a, in a hockey mask with a fucking machete in this game and just be like, oh yeah, that's um, you know Dicky Ryder over there. He fucking, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Rasputin, the oh, man who Nova. like destroyed the Russian czars, perfectly fine. A guy in hey, a hockey mask. It was coming. Const- you are just constantly shifting the foot, like the argument, man. You, so, know, you really need to have your goalposts checked, David. You I'm are talking about constantly shifting the argument to try to prove me wrong. I'm not proving you wrong. You're not proving yourself right. I'm saying that you can't put Jason in this game without somebody getting litigious. Fucking, you know. Uh, it's, it goes I, back to the original point, man. We're Genghis done. Khan has no estate. Gang- you know, Jason Voorhees has a fucking movie studio that would sue this game out of existence. We're done. <laughs> You're done, man. You're out of your fucking mind. Johnny, hit the calculated computer. Calculating computer activated. Computers. Beeps. Boops. <laughs> Scoring complete. This game's winner is... David Fleming. It sure is. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. That guy needed a win tonight. Oh, congrats, man! I what a, feel what a time. Very bad because of how this particular episode ended and the theme that I have in mind. Um, I'm sorry, John. Continue. <laughs> this, this the oh no, your yeah. <laughs> yeah, floor is yours, man. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's your win. Uh, well, you know. Based on the the game that I chose for our theme of 1992 games, uh, Mega Man 2 on the Game Boy, um, it... God, don't say handheld games, I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> it got me thinking, and I don't think that next episode should be our always popular and always beloved theme of handheld games. You gotta be kidding me. I, be I would like to take me. this moment to say that uh, I would include the Switch as well as a laptop, so any PC game to be handheld. Ooh. But yeah, what about phone, mobile? Mobile games yeah. also count. Basically, whatever opens this up so that you can select a game that you feel is appropriate. Uh, yes, yeah. handheld games for next. If I play an, if I play an NES game off my laptop in an emulator, does that count? You know what? Fuck it. Let's count it. Yeah! <laughs> Wait. <laughs> so... <laughs> oh. let's, let's, let's make the theme... Let's make the theme handheld, but as broad as you can imagine, so that John doesn't fly to Chicago and shank me. It just never goes well, man. <laughs> like, I, you know, what are you thinking, man? <laughs> uh, I was thinking that I was not going to win this episode. so. And then we got into a huge fight about world heroes, and, you know... <sighs> it's I a nightmare. Know. A nightmare. Anyway. I mean, I could declare it a free play, but... Nah, then I have to make a sound. Yeah, Fucking, my bonus music you know, kind of ties into uh, handheld themes. Ties into next week's episode. And next week's episode is episode 311. Um, and that theme sucks balls, David. So that's uh, <laughs> that's good. So handheld games for next week's episode. Fantastic pick. <laughs>
As I said, always a popular <sighs> theme. Yes. Always well yeah. beloved. As popular as 311. Um, Amber. Yeah, which is to say, that, that theme sucks. <laughs> uh, so, Did you say that, that, Amber? Isn't that a theological yeah, song? It's the color of your it's energy. the color yeah. of your shitty theme. <laughs> oh. I, don't know. I didn't uh, listen to 311. Oh, I yeah, guess you're not down. Yeah. I didn't really listen to 311 either. That's, that's the one song I can name. I mean, Jesse, I have never been down with any group ever. <laughs> that's not- I don't know. I'm not to surprising. Song. <laughs> yeah. It's really not. Famously hates music. <laughs> no, I'm just famously it's hated music by podcast. everyone. So. <sighs> okay, yeah. so. Um, wow. What a show that'll be. What a show this has been. What a mess we have on our hands. Uh, thank you everybody so much for listening with us. Thanks to everybody watching live. We're live every Wednesday night. We're on Twitch. We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. Search for Game That Tune. We love you joining in the live show, chatting along in the chat box. We love seeing you guys. Thanks to everybody listening in podcast form. Our podcasts come out Tuesday mornings. They're at GameThatTune.com or anywhere you get your podcasts. We super appreciate you guys listening, subscribing, all the stuff that you do with a podcast. Do it with us. Game That Tune. Uh, thank you to everybody checking out Patreon, patreon.com slash game that tune. It's the home for our awesome exclusives. We've got uh, mixtapes. We've got game that tune gems, which was the inspiration for tonight's theme. Uh, we've got uh, some of Jesse's covered up shows. We've got um, movie commentaries that are going to be coming back at some point when Johnny's not so busy at work. Um, we got a lot of uh, a lot of fun stuff going on at Patreon, and you help us keep the lights on at our twenty four seven video game music live stream uh, at radio.gamethattune.com. GTT.rocks, the home for video game music, constantly on the internet. So uh, check out Patreon, support the show. We love you guys for supporting us. Want to give a special thanks, of course, to our absurd fans on Patreon: uh, Lance Revere, Damian Beckles, Bradford Stevens, Daniel Perky, Taylor Y, Sam L, Grimmery, Phoenix Tier Two One Two One, Unsaddled Zebra, Akadar, and the Kerrigan. A fantastic group of people that support us at Patreon. I uh, want to thank our requester again. Our request came from Andrew Oliver. Thank you so much, Andrew. He made his request in Discord. Uh, hit us up there, or you can join us, GameThatTune.club, our secret, super cool social media server that we definitely still use. Uh, GameThatTune.club, it's a great place to make requests, along with Discord. Uh, or you can email us, GameThatTune at gmail.com. And that's going to do it. And so, David, you've got the bonus tunes, and I, uh, I want to know what they are. So the bonus tunes kind of carrying on from my game for this week as well as the theme for next week this is the Mega Man 2 medley from Super Smash Bros. 4 also on 3DS so it is a handheld Mega Man 2 medley hmm so it is hell yeah peace out everybody
Uh, Wolfenstein 3D is copyright 1992. It's software. Mega Man 2 is copyright 1992. Capcom Company Limited. Lemmings is copyright 1992. Take Two Interactive. Phalanx is copyright 1992. Chemco. World Heroes is copyright 1992. ADK Corporation. I think I meant Flamex. I think I just said that. I should probably re-record. <laughs> John, you need to. You should like refresh. <laughs> I just want to know what game he asked me about. Right? Like, I know the bit's over, but I'm on the edge of my seat. Yeah, I'm so curious. I I don't think he's going to tell you. No. Oh, no, he definitely is not. The moment has passed. I still want to know, though. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, oh, man. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Should we just start the music? I guess he should hear it too, right? No, no, no. Start the music. No. Fuck him. <laughs> Jesus, David. <laughs> oh, crap. He's the one who's going to be editing this, isn't it? Yeah, he's going he's gonna to hear that later, dude. <laughs>